<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What was funny, and, and this would happen sometimes, right? It's like we're we're in some scene or whatever, and then the girl's gonna, you know, sit her ass on me, and then some guy would be like, <laughs> "Merry Christmas." Let's talk about sex. Oh yes, love, relationships, and mental health. The Sexy Minds Podcast, hosted by the Philippines' all-time bachelor, DJ Tony Tony, and the country's sex therapist, Dr. Rika Cruz, powered by Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> so, welcome to the Sexy Minds Podcast. Uh, this is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics.co. If uh, any of you want to monetize your podcast or sign one up, uh, do check them out. Uh, use the referral code Sexy Minds Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's the Sexy Minds, and uh, subscribe to us. Share. We're on Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Republic. Share us your sex stories, fantasies, kinks, relationship problems. Email us thesexyminds at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at bit.ly forward slash the Sexy Minds Hotline. My name is Tony. Tony. And I'm Doc Rika, and together we will be talking about anything and everything sex-related. Trust me, we can handle it. All right, Doc. Here we go. Uh, just a little bio on uh, our guest. He's uh, formerly from uh, Calgary, Canada. Believe it or not, he's been in the industry, adult film industry, for almost 20 years. Ooh. He's got over 2,400 films under his belt. He's look at this. Check this out. 23 awards, you know, and he's he's actually won most of those awards, majority of them, you know. So <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy, you know. That's nuts. He's uh, won uh, best group sex 2007. He's best POV, best POV sex scene, best anal sex scene. You name it, best double penetration sex. Scene, oh, I love it. <laughs> best orgy gangbang release. <laughs> Best group sex scene in 2012. He he's done it all. Uh, male performer of the year. You can 20... learn. Yeah, you can learn a lot from him. That's why you're excited to do this. I, I don't know if my body yeah. can actually <laughs> perform or actually sustain this. You know what I mean? This is like wild. His his resume and his credentials does not end. But I think most importantly, Doc, why I wanted him on the show was he's come up with a book, a very interesting book. Unleash mm -hmm. your sexual superpowers. A porn star's guide to sexual mastery. Let's welcome on the show, Eric Everhard. And that's not. I, I hope that's not your real name, because that's an amazing name. I'm so jealous. Oh yeah, thank you very much. No, not my real name. <laughs> Eric Everhard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a funny story behind that, but uh, actually, a, a drug dealer at the local gym where I trained at named me. So. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's for real. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we can get into all that, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was in uh, when I was living in Vancouver. So. Oh, Vancouver is mm -hmm. wild too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you? You're no longer. You're. Are you retired? Semi-retired? Or you're behind the scenes now? In the. Uh, no, I am not quite retired, but we're working our way there. Um, so now, most of my time now is uh, spent uh, coaching men. So now I'm working with men and helping them to overcome 
their mental problems, their physical problems, and to give them the knowledge that I got through the last 23 year sort of crazy laboratory experiment is basically what I call it. Okay. So yeah, that's really been my focus now. Oh, great. So coaching nice. men to, to become uh, sexual superheroes, I guess, in the bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they could, it could be sexual superhero, but it could be just the best version of themselves they can be. Oh. You, you, you think about the, the problems that men face are universal. But guys don't want to talk about it, right? It's like, well, okay, I'm afraid when I get in bed with a woman and I have performance anxiety, I can't get it up, right? So that's, that's a big one. Then it's like, well, I have no control over my body. So maybe 30 seconds I come, two minutes I come, like there's no conscious choice. Yeah. And to me, everything needs to be about conscious choice. So you choose when the erection happens and you choose when you're going to have the orgasm. But it needs to be conscious because otherwise you're being run by something else, right? But you're not being in control of yourself and your body. So that's really what I want to teach them because look, if I didn't figure that stuff out, I would have never got paid. <laughs> the 23 year career would have lasted uh, 23 seconds. So, wow. Wow. And, and how did you figure all this out? You know, in 23 years, was it on the first year, second year? Because I'm sure you entered the industry at a very young age, you know, and, and, and when you enter something like that at a young age, it's all about hormones, you know, it's just, yeah, let's just do become a porn star. Like I wanted to be a porn star, but you know, being Asian in, in, in North America, it ain't happening. You know, I got, I'm not the market for, for, for the male, for, for the Asian male. Right. I, I might as well go back to Asia uh, and start something there. For me, it was really a process. And this is what, when I try to tell guys, like everything is very repeatable once you figure it out. It's almost like, remember the movie, the matrix, like, you know, suddenly at the end, Neo can see everything. Right. And then it all makes sense and you can control it. I mean, really, I find the sexual journey is, a, is along the same path. So you get in it and you are really trying to figure things out on the fly. The difference is the level of pressure, right? If you can't figure it out, you know, with your girlfriend, with your next girlfriend, like there's not really that much pressure to figure it out, right? Okay, maybe she's pissed off. Maybe she leaves you. Woe is me. Move on. For me, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm there. There's 20 people standing around. I've had up to 50 people standing around. You know, they're, they're watching the clock. They're watching the watch. They're like, hey, buddy, get this together because we all want to go home to our families. You know, there's that whole, you're not getting paid unless you figure this out. So it, for me at least, and I would say probably most other performers would agree with me, like, and especially back in that time when I began, like it was dog eat dog. You either, you, you figure it out or you're just, you're gone. And it's like next, next guy, right? And when you look back at the industry, typically at least prior to, I'd say the last 10 years, 15 years, you always saw the few same faces. And there's a reason why. They were the only ones that figured it out. Okay. Right? They could figure out how to master their body and they could figure out how to master their mind. Because I would say sex is, Right. Like if you master your mind, you can you can pull off some amazing stuff that you wouldn't think is possible. That's true. Wow. And and in run this by me though, Eric. If 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 uh they say that porn stars take enhancements, they take uh pills. Was this before or or during your time that uh men start figuring it out? Well, you know, I mean with 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 uh 
uh, enhancements, male enhancements? So enhancements started on the scene about 2002. Okay. So I, so I started in 1998. Okay. So when I started, um, like it was, it was, you could do it or you couldn't. Okay. Then Viagra came on the scene about 2002. And then now guys have taken it to a whole nother level that, I mean, we can go into, but it's just gnarly. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. the problem there is, you know, it's a crutch and it's an excuse for having a weak mind. Cause if you're 20 something, I'm sorry, the wind blows on your dick. That thing should be getting hard. If yeah. it's not, mm-hmm. it's not that there's something wrong with your body. It's that something's wrong with your mind. Like, that's what needs to be fixed. And is this for every yeah, guy? I- yeah, is this for every guy? Or let's say if a guy has uh, erectile dysfunction or uh, premature ejaculation, how do you coach someone like that? Is is there a way to reverse it or somewhat minimize the 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 quickness uh, or the lack of uh, you know hard on that he experiences? Well, for me, first of all, with with clients, I find out okay, what is your default state. And that's something I like to find out first, right? And so I look at your default state as, okay, if I'm sitting at home, maybe I just, you know, pull up whatever porno, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna jerk off. Can I get hard? How hard do I get? How fast do I get hard? How long do I stay hard? All these metrics is what I'm looking at. That's your default state. That is the true you. There's no pressure. It's just you, you're having a good time. Anything that is not that, is not the true you. Anything that is not that is something going on with your mind that is causing the flood of hormones that is preventing you from being that default state. But if if you can get a hard on, you can do all that just by yourself, man, you don't have erectile dysfunction. You have mental dysfunction, but you don't have erectile dysfunction. Interesting. Wow. And how many guys have you actually talked to so far over the years since your book came out? Oh, quite a few. Yeah, I've worked with quite a few guys now at this point. Um, and, you know, and they, and they all have different issues. I mean, for some of them, it's just not even understanding certain techniques. Because I, the way I look at sex is through the lens of, you know, a lot of it is very technical. Okay. Right? So there's there's technique coupled with feeling into the person coupled with seeing the physical cues that are letting you know what you're doing is working. So it, for me, it becomes very much like a, a plug and play sort of thing, right? From that perspective. And how young were you when you first started? How did you start in terms of when was your first sexual experience, whether it be finding out on your own, you know, searching on yourself or, or that actual being with a partner, what, what came first? Oh, you mean like masturbation? Yeah. Masturbation or was it? Oh yeah. Oh no. I into Jesus. like, I was, <laughs> I remember it was so funny. It was like, uh, I think I was, oh man, we're, I'm reaching here, but I think I was probably like nine years old. Okay. Something like that. And it was like, you know, suddenly it was like, I, I was like, wow, wait, this feels good. What the hell? Right. But then it was like, you know, you're nine years old and it's like, yeah. you know, of course you're having an orgasm, but nothing actually comes out. But uh, yeah, you know, um, that would be my first forays. I mean, I lost for my, I lost my virginity. I was, I had just turned 17. 
Okay. So that was that was the first time when I got into that. And then I did my first. How did that happen? Oh, sorry. How did it happen? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Well, me and a woman got together in a hotel room. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, no, oh, yeah, no, it was uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time. So we went away on a romantic ski trip to um, Sunshine Village. It was all <laughs> romantic. You know what was awesome, too? I got to hand it to my dad because my dad knew I was going to, you know, it was like he knew I was going to go get laid, even though we weren't speaking of it, right? So he actually, because um, my dad worked at a, another hotel in Calgary and he set me up a deal at this uh, ski lodge and everything. And so he. Oh, he hooked it up. Yeah, he hooked yeah, it up. What a good wingman. Yay to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, man. But um, how are you before entering the industry? How did you cope with, with relationships or how did you deal with it? Were you, were you the ladies man to begin with? Were you uh, always knowing what to do? Were you no, not at all. I was, I was, um, I was super introverted. I mean, I still am, but I was the quiet guy in the back of the class that scored really well on exams. Um, you know, in in high school, mm-hmm. I played on the football team, so people knew who I was, but I wasn't, I wasn't popular, and I wasn't not popular. I was just the quiet guy. And it was so funny years later, right? Because of course, everybody knows that I'm the porn guy. Like in my city, yeah. everybody knows, right? And um, and there was this one girl reached out to me. And, uh, you know, it's funny because when, when I was young, I had a kind of a crush on her. And she was just like flabbergasted. She's like, I can't believe the quietest guy in the class had the biggest dick. What the fuck? <laughs> well, that's usually so the case, funny. you know. That's yeah. usually the case. How do you do And the noisiest that? has like the smallest dick. Yeah, yeah. How do you deal with that, Eric, knowing that your your private life is not so private and you know, being the spotlight, being, you know, behind, you know, in front of the cameras, how do you trust anyone or any woman um, that comes, that comes to, to talk to you, uh, is, are you more filtered or is there more of a, do you do a tighter screen check when, when girls approach you and talk to you and, and, and in terms of trust? Mm, No, I mean, I, I think for me, I've, I've got a good radar as far as trust goes. Um, it is funny though, that, um, you know, in terms of relationships, I always make make it very clear about who I am and what I do in case they don't know. I was in LA and I was, uh, I went to this, this one rave and I, I met this young girl there, right? She, you know, we're dancing, we're having a good time. And somehow it comes out like, you know, what I do. And I go, oh, professional porn star. She's like, yeah, right. And I yell to, to my buddies who are at the party with me. I'm like, my buddy, Dan, I'm like, Dan, what do I do? And he yells back, professional porn star. And she's like, what the fuck? Right. So then of course she gives me her number and she's like, well, let's go out next week. So we go to this nightclub, her and me are having a good time. We're dancing, like everything's awesome. And we're on the dance floor and about seven dudes go walking by. And one of them turns his head and just jaw open. He's like, oh my God. And I've seen that look before, right? So I know what's coming. I'm like, fuck. He's like, oh my God, you're Eric Everhart. So now they have the cell phones out. They're getting the selfies, right? Here's here. So of course she's like, she knows, right? But she's just like, what the Uh fuck, right? Because she's never seen this before. And then drops the bomb of all times. 
the guy turns to her and he just says, do you know who the fuck this is? This is motherfucking Eric Everhard. Have you fucked him yet? You need to fuck him. His dick's like this oh big. And I'm just like, oh. I'm like mortified, right? I'm like, oh my God, they did not just say that, right? And I was imagining like, I was thinking in my head, right? Like, imagine if I'd been like, oh yes, we are. I'm, I'm an accountant, right? And then walks by like, you know who this is? Yeah. So what happened that night? Oh, she fucked me. <laughs> Damn. So it was a good night. I had by uh, for for a doc who hasn't seen your stuff, or maybe she has, how how, how big are we talking about? How many inches? So that you go oh, well, uh, it it's more about the girth. So so the girth is the same as my wrist. So it's seven inches around at the base. Damn, doc. <laughs> I know. I was speechless. <laughs> you know that that's something funny that I've I've actually done because of you know sometimes you get the people that. That they're like, how big is it? How big is it? Whatever. And so I've done that to girls in a bar. I'm like, just put your hand around my wrist. And they're like, why? What's this? I said, well, that's how big it is at the base. <laughs> and was this I probably run away. I'm like, nice meeting you. Yeah. Eric, was this, <laughs> were you born with it? Or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of enhancements. There's a lot of tools and no, pumps. No, no, There's a lot no. of pumps was, out there, just, you know. Um, no, but for you, no, that's was, how it was. you were born with it. You yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I've I've never known anybody in the porn industry um, that's had any sort of like enhancements done that I've ever ever known of. Not from that perspective. No, I mean, you know, I mean, that's why it's it's always been such a you know sort of closed industry. I mean, now it's different because now, and this is why I think like if you look at a lot of movies and stuff today, you'll see like even bigger guys than before. Yeah. Because now with all the with all the in in um, performance enhancements, they can get hard. Whereas before, like never. Yeah, exactly. You know? it, it's much easier now. The playing field is sort of you oh, know yeah. with, with the enhancements commoditized. Yeah, it definitely. Commoditized. Uh, it must be the water in Calgary. You think? Is it the water? <laughs> maybe. Probably, maybe. Right. Maybe I got to take a <laughs> drive up Calgary and <laughs> get get you know get get that. Uh, that crisp, cool creek water coming off the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your advice, you know, for guys that aren't well endowed, that don't have the size and the girth? Um, what do you get? What do you tell your your clients then? Like, for let's say mostly Asians. Obviously, Asians have not all, but majority of them um, well, aren't 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 you know born with the size and the and, and the length well here, here's the thing and this is something that that i i tout all the time because it is very much true technique will always trump size right it, it's a if you if you think about it in terms of um fighting right okay like you ever watch ufc fights especially if i don't know if you remember like the old like ufc oh, one two, right before Rory there were rules right yeah no no yeah, yeah. no rounds when it, where there was no rounds yeah, but 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 sex in from that perspective, if you put that filter on it, it's really no different. Okay, so you know the little guy can beat out the big guy if the big guy has no skills. Okay, like I I can't tell you I how agree. many I can't tell you how many times because you know there there are guys I will not mention who they are, but <laughs> there are guys in the business who are packing and girls will say, yeah, worst lay ever because they don't know what they're doing. So just, you know, you just having a baseball bat, if you don't know how to swing it, 
it's just a baseball bat. You're not going to be Sammy Sosa, right? <laughs> Great. That's true. I mean, based on experience, I'm not saying clinical experience, like, but my experience as a woman, there are a lot of men who are packing, but they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. So you wouldn't want to have sex with them again. But there are a lot of like average, yeah, average size men. And you know that you can go on and on and on and on and on for a month and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. So it's really not the size. It's how you use it. Okay. So what are some techniques, Eric, that you can help out without giving too much out of your book? But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, what are some skill sets that we should learn? Well, for example, right. Like one of, one, of, one of the key things that you want to focus on all the time, and a lot of times people miss this because, you know, one of, the, one of the problems with porno is we are creating a visual, you know, performance. Okay. We're trying to create something visual for the fans to be able to, you know, look, watch, enjoy, jerk off to whatever. So we are not doing it how it's going to feel good right? This is very key. Like we're just cheated open. You want every ounce of light coming in there. You want to see everything. So first and foremost, you have to have your positioning so that you are maximizing clitoral contact at all times. And by doing that as well, you can minimize your own sensations. You know, it's one thing that I talk about in my book where guys lasting longer, there's basically two categories that I use when I put together a program for guys, right? One is what I call the dirty biohacks, right? Which are things that you can do like in the moment of, oh my God, I'm going to come to give yourself another 30 seconds or another minute. Like, you know, they're different hacks. And then the other thing that I use is what I call long-term altering your neurology techniques, right? And so those are exercises, it's uh, maneuvers of consciousness, it's conscious masturbation. Like there's a whole system behind that. And one of the things that you can use actually to give yourself a little bit of respite is depth, right? Because often, right, when you're all the way inside, for some reason, when you're close to, um, close to the cervix, I've always found there's just a little bit of space there, right? So if you can be, instead of going in, out, in, out, thrusting, which is, what's it doing? If you're going deep strokes in and out, you're just giving maximal stimulation to yourself and minimal stimulation to the girl. Well, what's that a recipe for? You're going to come fast. She's not going to get off, right? So instead, if what, if what <laughs> you're welcome, if, if, if what you're doing is instead your pubic bone is, is consciously just contacting the clit, well, now what's happening, you're minimizing the amount of stimulation you're getting and you're maximizing the stimulation she's getting. And that goes for all different positions, right? It can be cowgirl. You know, if you were in in a doggy, then what you want to use is you want to use your hands. You want to reach around and you want to stimulate the clit from that way. So there's all sorts of different ways, but we're always focused on the clit. I always say to guys, the clit is your compass. Like that is, that is if, if you're the Wizard of Oz, the clit is the yellow brick road. Right? <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you so you, much for that. A lot of men. <laughs> yeah, they need to learn that the clit is so important and it's the gateway to success. <laughs> well, and and you need to pay attention to what the clit does, right? Like most people don't pay attention. If you if you if you sit back and you look at it, and I mean really analyze it, right? 
and you think about, well, okay, when you, when you're the zygote and you split to, you're becoming a woman, you're becoming a man, like the clit is just a mini dick. And when you look, when you have that lens on it, you will see how it functions so similar, right? So what, one of the things that you need to be feeling for when you're eating out a woman, you need to be feeling the hardness of the clit. Because, you know, people always ask me and say, well, why is it so easy for you to get off girls? I'm like, because their body tells me everything. Okay. It's an open book, right? It's the same thing. Like if, 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 if you're a woman, the, the problem is most people aren't paying attention. But for example, if you're a woman, the dick's not hard. Well, something you're doing isn't working, right? But it's so visual. But the same thing's happening with a woman. If the clit is not getting hard, what you are doing is not working. So that's the first thing that you need to think about and say, okay, whatever technique that I'm using is not having the desired effect. So I need to change what I am doing and I need to keep changing and keep seeing what's working until now I'm getting that feedback from the clip, but it's subtle. So you have to be consciously paying attention to it. But once you see it, like I said, it becomes like the matrix. Like once you see it all, you're like, wow, how did I not see this before? <laughs> and I've had the same thing, like guys that I've taught my techniques to, you know, afterwards they're like, oh my God, that shit fucking works. I see it all. And I'm like, yeah. Because it does. But why didn't you right? see it 20 years ago? Because <laughs> they're not paying attention to it. Because they're just, you know, focused on the sensations that they're having and not really focusing on how the girl is feeling during that time. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, this, this is why I call what I've done, you know, basically a crazy laboratory experiment. Because part of why I understand all that is, you know, if you've, once you've slept with 5,000 women, you see where they are all similar because now you've got yeah. such a wide scope. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's almost like a wide, wide pool sample of data size. to pull from. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, sample because, size. Yeah. Because if you, if, yeah, if you've slept with like two women, five women, it's like, well, they could be drastically different. Once you get to that volume, you see, where they are all the same, even though they are different, they're all the same. Because yeah, then you start science, to see the principles. True. In science, we call it theoretical saturation. Yeah. So he go. has that with 5,000 women. <laughs> and I didn't know I had theoretical saturation. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now you can put that in your next book. Right, right. I'd be like, I give good the theoretical saturation. Yeah, I had a sample size of 5,000 women, and this is what I found out. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, there you go, your next book, Eric. Um, yeah. I'm just curious, though, when it comes to dating, though, for yourself, has, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, can, is there still a time where you, you like someone and the sex is not so great, you know, in the chemistry? Or do you continuously you have that inner compass where I need to satisfy her. I need to make her feel great. Or do you feel that at one, at any time that you've dated that, okay, she's intelligent, she's smart, but the sex is not so great. Well, yes, but you need to understand why the sex isn't great. And this is something okay. that I hammer home to a lot of people because one of the things that I hate about the mainstream narrative, right? Okay. Most of the mainstream narrative always says, well, if you just have better communication, the sex will be better. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie. Because no, yeah, that's a lie. You, you, you cannot fix biology. And so when I look at it, right, it's something that where I talk about, I don't talk about necessarily sexual chemistry. I talk about sexual alignment. 
Okay. So here's the thing, because I talk about this in my book where I talk about the four different types of pussies, right? And you could have the same thing when it comes to dicks. I mean, if you're a woman and you've slept with a lot of guys, you would see for sure that there will be a either size, curvature, hardness. There will be a type of penis that will just simply feel better without technique than all the others. Okay. And then after that, you're going to be like, oh, okay, if I find that penis again, right? And so it becomes the same thing because... You know, it, it's the same thing like, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, blowjobs, you could get a blowjob from girl A, and it's the best thing since life's bread. And you could get it from girl D, and it doesn't matter how much communication, how much training, you're not going to be able to cha- change the size of her teeth, the jaw structure, the tongue structure, the the, the jaggedness or, or, or roughness of the teeth, um, the lip size, all these things factor in, mm-hmm. and it's biology. That is never going to change. So... One of the things that I tell people is you have to be able to separate whether the sex is bad because of technique or because of biology. Because technique you can fix, biology you can't. How do you separate lust from love? Yeah. How do you do that over the years of being with so many women and, and, uh, uh, you know, experiences, are you able to to, to still maintain our relationship after all these years? <clears throat> yeah. You know, for me, relationships have changed. And that's been, I think it's also a product of, you know, my journey and where my head has gone, you know, because my, my journey really started um, 2010. Okay. So 2010 was when I... Uh, attended um, NLP Marin in in Northern California. And I got certified in neuro-linguistic programming up there. So I spent three years going to that school. Wow. After that, then I was now left with all these um, existential questions to life. Nasubukan mo na bang diligay ng suka ang uhaw na lumpia? Kapag ba ang palay naging bigas, ibig sabihin, may bumayo? Totoo bang pag dumikit, kumakapi? Tired of hidden messages? Listen to Quickie PH, a collection of Tagalog short stories for your listening pleasure. Makinig ka na! Promise, masarap habang mainit. Quickie PH, available on all major podcast platforms. What am I here to do? What is my purpose? What is it all about? And there's nothing wrong with porno, but there is a certain, you know, there's a certain shallowness to it, right? Um, much in the same way, like I was, I was in an entrepreneur year-long program with a bunch of entrepreneurs in um, San Francisco. And there was one young guy. I couldn't believe how young he was because he had he had like a whole massive beard. I thought he was like 30. He was like 21. And he was a multimillionaire already because he was a poker player. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. He had made millions playing poker. And he was giving up poker simply because he, he was like, this is, there's, this is pointless. Like there's, I'm not actually contributing mm-hmm. anything to society. I go, I place some bets, I make some money. Eh, you know, like at, at some point it becomes what is more? Yeah. Right. So for me, even mm-hmm. with the porn thing, it was like, okay, well, I've done this. I mean, 
there's there's something that guys need to know, right? Because I've coached guys around this, you know, they get very much into the pickup artist scene or they're and they're they're they they have this number in their mind. Like if I just fuck 100 girls, my life will be better. I'm like, no, dude, there's no number. Like there's no amount of women you will ever fuck that is going to heal whatever is going on inside of you. True. 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 Right. So it, because then it just becomes like chasing drugs when you're chasing women, you're chasing sex, you're, ch you're chasing something to fulfill yourself and you'll be chasing forever. Like, man, I fucked over 5,000. Didn't work for me. What, what do you think your 20 is going to do for you? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a band-aid solution to something very much deeper. Yeah. Very but I want to know though, I want to know. What did it do for you, fucking over 5,000 women? What did it give you? Knowledge. And what's the best bit of knowledge that you got? Well, like that I said, you can I mean, share with us. Well, I mean, it's, well, I mean it's, it's everything, right? It's from, okay, what exactly works with women? How do you get women off? How do their bodies work? How do I control my body? How do I control my mind? It, it, it's all of it, right? Um, and none of that would have become apparent if I hadn't gone through that journey, because there's, there's just no way to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. And to do it in a way that is honest, because here's the thing. And I've thought long and hard about this, right? <laughs> Think about the moments in life where as a guy, you would have the ability to sleep with 5,000 women. I've only thought of a mm -hmm. few, right? So you're Leonardo DiCaprio or your Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, I Tony, mean, I how, how many have you had? Not, not that, not that many. <laughs> so, so <laughs> let's, let's just picture you're, you're Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Well, any girl that is fucking you, I mean, she don't care if you come in one minute, like it's, it's a notch on the bedpost. She's, she's yeah. just going back to her friend saying, I fucked Leo. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, so is Leo learning anything about pleasing women? No, not at all. No. Right? Now, let's look at the other scenario because I've known these guys, right? So you're a billionaire and you can hire 5,000 hookers because I've known some billionaires that have done that. Well, doesn't matter how bad you are. She's going to say you're the greatest thing since sliced bread because she's getting paid to say that. Yeah. Again, there's no learning. The interesting thing about the porno industry is there are no feelings being spared, right? So because you're being paid paid by a third party i've been in situations where me and the girl have hated each other and we still have to fuck each other like literally it's like it's like being in a ufc fight it's like okay like mm -hmm. <laughs> red corner blue and corner and they're like fight and it's like we do it we do it for 10 minutes and then it's like the break and we're just it goes from happy expression to like we're in our car and we're like, like i fucking hate you i hate you too uh, right wow so it's wow that is it's, it's completely that's mutual understanding right there that's right. That's no. That's what you call professionalism. He's such a professional. Yeah. I, well, it's total professionalism. You you have to take the job professionally. But here's the thing, right? And this is what people don't understand because they they'll always say, okay, well, you know, sex, um, the the sex in porno is fake. Eh, yes and no, because every time the camera cuts, there's always so much of what's going on, right? That yeah. is real. So, you know, the camera cuts and it's like, you know, we both get to relax and just be ourselves and we are just fucking and having a great time. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing about the women there is because there's no filter, like if you do something that they don't like, they're like, ow, don't do that. Do this, do that. But like, it becomes very 
like it's such a learning ground because nobody's walking on eggshells caring at all about how someone feels. Yeah. So that's where the learning comes from because like I said, you're getting paid by a third party. There's no, it's, it's, the, it's the benefit of having sex without an emotional connection because then you're not scared of saying something that would hurt the other person. So that's where the learning comes in. And you just can't get that learning any other way. That's because true, somebody because will somebody will always be afraid that they're going to hurt your feelings. That's why it's so important. You know, it's so precious in your book because yeah. it comes from a different perspective. Definitely. Oh, I mean, the, the, the perspective I have, it, I've never heard of anybody that had, exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless you were an actor, exactly. right? Um, but it's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's boots on the ground knowledge. Um, it's mm -hmm. just experience. That's it. I think it was the NLP course. You know, I mean, every time, anytime you, you raise your consciousness, your awareness level, you know, I mean, you're, 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 you're sharing years of experience, the learning curve that he ha that Eric has learned. You can't, you can't buy that, you know, from a school. You have to go through it, the application. And he's found a way to, to just, you know, share his, his story in a, in, a, in a manner where he wants to help, aid, and, and, and lead other guys to being their best version, whether it's in the bedroom or just being the best partner. I think that's, that's wonderful. I think that's an amazing thing. That's know? admirable. Yeah, I could Thank never, you. I would never have thought, you know, um, someone being in the adult film industry, having so much knowledge uh, aside from how to fuck, how to have sex, how to be with women. You know what I mean? You, you would, he took it and he made a, he kind of went and took a, a one-way street. He, yeah, counterflowed on a one-way street and said, hey, take this. And, and everyone's like, oh, shit. He flipped the script. He basically flipped the script which is an amazing thing, especially in this day and age, because we need more guys like him. We need more guys to teach it how it really is, you know, and, and a lot of the stuff that we see, that we read uh, are, are just very surface level, you know, and, and it, it's great. It's almost like he's, he's, he's like Jesus, not the Jesus, but, you know. <laughs> oh, let's not get carried away. But, oh, you no, know, I mean... no, 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 let's not do that. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the funny thing, you know, especially I, I remember, um, when I was a kid and I'm sure you, you, you do too, Tony, remember Dr. Ruth? Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, gosh. I remember Dr. Ruth too. You remember, yeah, I remember Dr. Dr. Ruth and Sue Johansson? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's another one. Okay. So let, <laughs> let's be real here. How many dudes do you think Dr. Ruth fucked? Um, you ever seen her? Man, I just saw her recently on a YouTube mm -hmm. video uh, doing uh, a talk, you know, just, just recent. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I'm just saying, like, if, Dr. if we're talking like, still a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'm just saying, like, she would always say all this stuff, but it's like, well, where's your actual experience? Yeah. I get you read a lot of books. Yeah. But guess what? I mean, I don't, I don't want the, the surgeon doing a heart operation on me. I don't want the guy that read 10,000 books. I want the guy that did 10,000 operations. Yeah. Yeah. Application, man. Application. You're mm -hmm. right. I don't think she's fucked that, that many. I think she's married. Is she happily married? I can't remember what she said. I think she's oh, happily no. I think she's happily married. It's Sue Johansson I haven't seen in a long time. I don't even know if she's still alive. 
Oh yeah, I remember her too. Her remember parents, on Ontario television, yeah, yeah. like she would do those yeah, of course. like 10 p.m. Yeah. till midnight, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, who wants to have sex with Sue Johansson? But she was so full of knowledge, so full of, you know, um, just just speaking about sex. You'd want to watch it because you're what I was in my teens, even younger, you know. And, and you you always want to get you whenever whenever it's about a topic that's taboo or you you want more knowledge. You get curious that it's that curiosity, mm -hmm. you know. So how and I thought you were going to say that you fantasized about her. No, no, <laughs> no, not too old. Trust me. I thought it was going that <laughs> route. Like, no, like no, one, no one ever no, all, amongst all all the kids in school. Oh my gosh, Sue, you actually watch her? Ew, ew, you know what I mean? No one found her attractive at all. But I, I'm curious, what do you have? What's your advice on guys that can't segregate or separate the lust and love? How do we, you know, there are some guys and some girls that confuse, you know, um, that the sex for love or, uh, you know, sharing themselves and, and automatically thinking, you know, it's the oxytocin. It's the, you know, I mean, the, the emotions get the best of them. Well, no one can sleep with 5,000 women, you know what I mean? Or 5,000 men. Yeah. So yeah. how do you teach that to guys? Well, I mean, you know, when you're talking about uh, separating the two, first you, you, and this is kind of, I think it's the dilemma that everybody faces, right? Me, you, the people down the block, you've got, you're trying to find some partner that checks enough of the boxes. Yeah. Right, because nobody checks them all. Yeah. And for me, at least, it's been a process of okay, what really matters, right? Like, like, what do I really value? Not think I value, but what do you really value, right? I don't know if any of you have ever done this, but um, you know, Dr. John Demartini, um, he's got he's got a great book called The Values Factor, and um, I've gone through. Uh, he has a process where you it's all about understanding your values. You could almost use it in a sexual way too, right? It's like, you know, remove the ideas of what society says, but you got to sit and say, okay, what is it that I value, right? And so that's a personal journey because for some people, you know, like for myself, right? Like there are certain things sexually, I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. But for me, um, very much I've, I've understood that there is specific biology that I need to have a satisfying sexual relationship. So for me, cause I, I've actually had a relationship, um, too, actually that I had to end simply because I knew the biology didn't match up, even though the woman was, you know, checked all the other boxes, but you know what, some of those boxes she checked didn't really have much value for me, whereas the big one that was not checked did matter a lot. Okay. So really, I think that's part of the process is you got to say, well, what do I value? And then make your life decisions, make your relationship decisions, make them based off of that. But, but, but figure out what it is, right? Like, what do you value in sex? What do you value in a relationship? What do you value in friendship? What do you value? It's more of like saying, um, your your negotiables and non-negotiables, and you figure out which ones you value as your as your non-negotiables, and you stick to it. And if ever those can be changed, then well and good. 
Yeah. But really, sometimes, it's knowing what you want, right? What you want, what you desire. Yeah, but Doc, sometimes the emotions yeah. get the best of us, you know, and it's so good. You know what I mean? Like, if you are, if you don't, oh, have no. that, if you don't have that awareness, you know, you don't have that conscious, you're not, you're not conscious of how, what, 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 what's, what's, what's pure, what's true. You will let your guard down. You will compromise. Your, your non-negotiables become, oh, okay. You know what? He's, you know what? I, I'm feeling No, that- I, I think, yeah, I think um, uh, I agree with what Eric was saying a while ago. It's up to you how you know yourself. That's why it's very important to know yourself first yeah. and know um, the things that you value before you go out there and look for someone. Well, it's easy right? to say that, that sometimes. Would, would, yeah, it's easy to say that, but sometimes. Check the box. No, yeah, definitely. But, you know, you have that checklist. Everyone says they have that checklist. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not going to be that one. I'm not going to be that one. And sometimes it's just blindsides you, you know, uh, either the, you know, the, someone's inauthentic or someone's just, you know, um, not obviously not everyone that you meet is going to be true to form, you know, is going to be as authentic. And some people will use you. Some people will take advantage of, uh, you know, it depends on what they they're extracting from you, whether it's it is the sex, whether it's the trophy girlfriend, whether it's it's the you know um, the, the the beautiful face. So that in itself is is tough as well because it's a variable that we can't control how another person will act, right? And and definitely the only thing that we can control is ourselves, you know. And and having that awareness, that that consciousness. Yeah, and, and Eric's yeah, right. I, you're you're right. Mm. I think for guys, like for me, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was I was just gonna say. Um, I think there's there's two really easy questions from from a guy's perspective that you can ask yourself. Right, the first one was given to me by uh, an old roommate of mine once. <laughs> right, but it but it's still very prescient today. Um, and so the first question you ask yourself is, would I hold her hand in a mall? It's a very simple question because you know the answer really quick. You do, don't you, Tony? You're like, yes, I would hold her hand in a mall or I would not, right? Okay, okay. So that's the first question you ask yourself. Would I hold her that's hand That's a good mall? question. Yeah, because, well, because... Because I, I was it, married to someone who wouldn't hold my hand. Damn it, I should have known that question. No. Oh, man. That's why you're no longer <laughs> married. <laughs> exactly, right? But yes, he yeah. did give me good sex, so... Yeah, yeah. so what's go. the second question? Well, so, so because I like to make this simple for guys, right? So the, that's the first one, because so often, right, what we'll do as guys... You know, there, there is the women that we will have relationships with and there's the women that we'll have sex with. And they aren't always the same woman, right? So that's the first question. Would I hold her hand in a mall? Second question is, would she make a good mother? And so you're trying to find someone that can have uh, both of those questions. Yeah. I think that definitely goes in the back yeah. of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, just to make it simple, two questions. Would I hold her hand in a mall? Would she make a good mother? The answer is yes to both of those. Well, you're on your way. Yeah. But how would you know if she would make a good mother? I had to. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're paying attention to what somebody does on the daily basis, you get a sense of it. I mean, trust me, I've I've met women that uh, you know they they can't keep a turtle alive. Well, okay. that tells you right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. You have to look at someone's, you know, how organized are they? You know, what, what skills do they bring to a relationship past, you know, a blowjob, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things like when, so when you extrapolate it to, you know, marriage, family, kids, all those things, it's like, okay, well, what, what kind of maternal instincts does she have? Right. Um, you know, what is her skills at running, organizing a house? I mean, there's just so many things with that. So. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. And also it matters if, if your mother was very organized and, you know, very skilled set in, in, in the home or just, just as taking care of the daily things that you also kind of want that because that's how you were raised. And, and I, mm -hmm. I see that because I also, that goes in the back of my head. How would she be as my wife, aside from just a blowjob and great sex? How is she, you know, um, within the home, uh, not that that's bad, but I mean, uh, uh, domestically as my partner, I think that's so important because you're going to be living with this person. But how do you, when you're dating do you do you believe in living in um and finding out that way uh eric what what's your what's your thoughts on the living in process you know and this is really interesting because um my thoughts have definitely changed over the years okay um just and again it's just based on what i've seen that tends to work and and what doesn't um so and uh, I think it was it was uh, Jordan Peterson that sort of brought this up too, about the um, you know you don't really want to live with someone for too long, you know because then it becomes this well we're we're y y there's no there's no skin in the game. Okay. So I think I think it's something like okay. So are you the kind of person who would be with someone for a certain period of time and then um, find someone else or? Are you the kind of person who would want to like commit to someone? Oh no, I would totally commit. Oh, I would totally would. Oh, 100%. That's good to know. Maybe we have yeah. some people here that we want you to meet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean right? it, it, but, but but these things these things I think are part of everyone's evolution like it wasn't until what year was it? 2014 when I was really sure that I wanted to have a child. Before that, I was like, eh, maybe, whatever. And then it was like, oh, no, this is what I want, right? And so if you have that thought, like if you know that, okay, all we have to do is look at statistics, right? Mm -hmm. Statistically, and you, I mean, all the information is out there. Well, children do much better in a two-parent household, right? Mm -hmm. You can see all the data about, you know, you know, single mother, single father, blah, 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 right? You know, you more, more crime, you know, more delinquency, et cetera, et cetera. So if you are going to make that decision, right. And it's someone that you want to have it with, well, fuck you better <laughs> from my perspective. It's like, well, I, I got to figure this out. Right. That's right. Because you better be sure about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's not even so much like there's the, you better be sure about it, but then there's, you better work at it. And I think it's both. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. You better be sure that you want to work at it. If this yes. is the person that you want to work with. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? So um, we've come to the point of our podcast where I just ask random questions um, to our guest and uh, you can just answer it however 
where you want to. Okay. You can pass if you don't know the answer, but it, it's just top of mind, top of mind answers. Okay. About your sex life, is that okay? Is it okay sure. if we ask you about your sex life? I need consent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. First question. First question would be how many women you've slept with, but you've already said 5,000. 5,000. So is that 5,000? Oh, that's a big um, margin of error. <laughs> 500. Okay. How many films did you have? 29, 30. Okay. How many films do you have? Like 200, 329? Oh, no, no, no. There's like close to, I mean, there, I don't even know what the number is. I mean, there's close to 3,000 films. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one, there was one film where I had sex with 101 women in one film. Are you serious? Not lying. I mean, this is, this is not part of my question. <laughs> just like, you had sex with 101 women? I yeah. want to know more about that. How many hours did that take and how were you able to get through that oof well i was younger than i am now and uh yeah it was uh it was a huge production that uh vivid put on it was called uh the world's luckiest jock so it was me and 101 and that was you (laughs) and um yeah it was uh we were filming for 12 hours a day i think and uh we shot it over four days um and i did three so you- cum shots every day so it was 12 cum oh shots and i had to use a new condom for every woman so i actually wow. had my own condom pa that was like ripping and like throwing oh. them to me like take one off bam next one on next girl yeah wow how did you like held it up yeah yeah for that long and that's why i get paid wow Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's the process in, in, in just because you don't have any emotional attachment to, to any of these women, right? Or I, I'm thinking none, right? It's just the physical, it's just work, professionalism. Mm-hmm. What's the thought process from just one, number one to 101? Like, and even if you are not attracted, you still got to perform. So how, yeah, how... Telling me, yeah. How are you able industry, to do that? But you just, you just, you just said the key thing, and this is something that I've, I, I try to teach a lot of my clients. You just said the key thing, and it was funny that you, you mentioned that because there was a um, famous uh, photographer, Larry Sultan. I don't know if you remember him. Um, he, he did a, a book called The Valley, and okay. uh, I met him. He actually shot me for it, but he never ended up in the book. I, I, the picture ended up in Arena Magazine, but he watched me perform, and I remember. Afterwards, Larry comes to me and he was like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And he says these words to me. He goes, so what were you thinking about there? Nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, what's my thought process? Nothing. When you're having sex with someone, are you thinking about something? Or are you in the moment having the experience with no thoughts? There shouldn't be a thought going through your mind. You should be savoring the sensations. So you did yeah. that. Sex is not a thinking process. Living. It's a physical process. Mm-hmm. Right? It's when you're thinking about it, now you're fucking up your that sex That makes life. it, yeah. <laughs> that makes it problematic. So, that's so true. Each partner, you're engaged just like, this is my girl. Like, one, one number you're, one. You are feeling the girl, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, 
what you, so, so there's, there's two things that, that, that you're experiencing, right? You're feeling yourself and you're feeling them. Okay. There shouldn't be any thinking, right? So if you're feeling yourself, it's like, okay, well, well, from that perspective, what feels good to me, right? What position works for me? What is giving me the sensations, right? Then what, what positions, what are giving her the sensations? But it's all about feeling. It's all about sensation. If, if we, if we really take that lens of it where, you know, because I mean, of course, sex, it's a whole bunch of things. I mean, we can even say it's a spiritual process. It's an emotional process. It's a mental process, right? But mm -hmm. first and foremost, it's a physical process. Mm -hmm. so if we yeah. go first from the physical, that's where it all kind of comes from. Yeah, but like 12 hours. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that is mad. That's like, no, some, yeah, even do a, that, that's, some people can't even do eight hours of a nine to five, you know what I mean? Four days, at, at 101 women. <laughs> like a desk job. We're talking about a oh desk job, gosh. Eric, doc. Yeah. Like some people can't maintain, you know, customer care service for eight hours. What more, you know, keeping a, a, Servicing. a woody, <laughs> yeah. woody, keeping a woody for eight hours or for 12 hours for four days. I don't know how how many clients right. how, how many how many women a day would that be if it's 101 so it's like so it was, it was around 25 holy cow. oh my gosh ballpark yeah because you know we were there all day and they would come in groups as that yeah. sort of obviously it it there's a pro to it right you've gained this knowledge you've gained all this uh uh um you know insight but is there a part of you also that sort of desensitized you sort of like it made you like, ugh, man. Yes and no. Ugh. So there's a price that you pay for the knowledge as well. Okay. Right. In, in a bunch of different ways. Right. So, I mean, sex is still special, mm -hmm. but do you go through the same pains and the anguish of love that you did when you were 17 and you oh my god i just lost my virginity no 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 like that's <laughs> so mm -hmm. so the, the the negative if we're going to call it a negative right is that you at least for me i have the ability to cut off my emotions very quickly if need be right because there is a together we together <laughs> But there's a there's a part of of the sex business like where you. you're able to compartmentalize your emotions, right? And and it's very key, right? So the, that's also a strength, right? Like if you can if you can compartmentalize your emotions in the middle of the act, then you can maintain a hard on in any situation as well. So there are pros and there's negatives, right? So can it make you a little insensitive in the real world? Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a strength if you're talking about the ability to overcome your mind when it comes to, you know, anything that could potentially mess with an erection. Uh, is there a breathing Did technique? Did you learn a lot? You, I'm, I'm just curious. Is there a breathing technique that, that you perform? Mm, no, I have, I have penis exercises that I do daily. Um, not a oh, breathing technique. Oh, what do technique. you do with your penis? Oh, it's, it's my own, it's my own version of, uh, Kegel exercises. Okay. Kegel exercises. And like, I can, mm. I can do it with weight. Um, and huh? so I have a method to that that I find is useful. Wait, did you say you have, um, is that in your book? So yeah, I talk about it in the book. 
Okay. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I'm still amazed though with that 101 women because while you were talking about it, I was thinking in my head tones. You know, my fantasy is really having that group sex rounded with men, but like while I was trying to imagine myself as the only woman with 25 men around me, I'm so scared. I felt so scared about it. <laughs> So, well, that, that um, is called the gangbang. So. <laughs> right? I'd probably be okay with five or six, but 25 for four days, different men, I don't think I can handle that. Hey, it's Janina Chan here. Do you want to rebuild, inspire, strengthen, and empower your life? Well, do listen in on my podcast, Rise Up with Janina Chan where we share real life stories that draw inspiration, provide strength and empower each other to rise up. Here we talk about lifestyle topics, hearty conversations, and anything under the sun packed with new knowledge and entertainment. All for your listening pleasure. Brought to you by the Chinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix from. Happy listening. That's why I asked Eric, uh, how does that affect him? You know, I mean, the mental fortitude um, on how he, you know, he views women, you know, moving forward after that, you know, I mean, or just after the industry. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, there is a, there's going to be some, some kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's a, like he said, it's not, it's nothing negative, but it's just a, there's no way you can never, mm-hmm. You can never go back to who you were before. It's like Pandora's box once you open it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 out. And that's just this is what something that I talk about, which is you kind of have to go two ways with sex, how I see it. Um mm-hmm. either you explore it enough that you really understand what you like, or you do not explore it at all. Because ignorance is bliss. Right? Oh. What I mean by that is, you know, if because we, we see this, right? Like where it's like two people are young, they are virgins, they get married, then they have sex and they stay married for 30 years. They don't know any better. The yeah. sex actually could be horrible. To them, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Right? I've had clients like that. Yeah. So then, but then if you only have sex with a couple people and then you kind of don't know what you like and, you know, then maybe you get married, but then you're always looking because, well, maybe she's better. Oh, maybe she's better. Right. Now you're, you got the wandering eye. So it's like, for me, I think you really have to know what you like sexually, because then at least if you really know, and I mean, granular, like I said, like from a, from a biological perspective too, like, you know, exactly what kind of pussy works for your dick, like these types of things. Then when you meet a woman, you can say, yep, I choose you. And I'm totally comfortable with that decision. Because then, you know, you've sampled more than enough to say, yep, I like this. Because otherwise, Yeah. yeah, that's where I think you get like, well, maybe Susie is better than Jenny and you know yeah. it, it never ends right I know I got victimized by that by by a guy recently he said I said my partner's like the best sex I've ever had and he said how do you know you haven't tried me stupid me I tried <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we live up to the building. <laughs> right? Okay. But yeah, so going back, um, it's time that I ask you my questions. Oh, yeah. Ask and away. Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Saying right. that you've gone through all these women. May I know if there's like top of mind, what would be the best sex that you've ever had? Ooh, best sex that I've ever had? Oh man. Wow. Hmm. Top of mind. Yeah, I know top of mind, but um <laughs> right? Do we have time? time? <laughs> Would it be in a relationship or not, Doc? Like I'm sure Um We'll try to find out. Depends yeah, on his I would answer. say there was Yeah, there was there was um best sex would be there's two women that come to mind with that and, and both good for different things. So, yeah. So there's two instances that I can think of that would be tied for best sex ever. It was about the woman. It wasn't about a singular act of sex. Okay. Oh, it was about the woman. Yeah. With someone that yeah. you were... Because, like, in? again, for me, it's, it's, it's very much... Um, a very particular uh, type of pussy that works for me, where mm-hmm. that what, what, becomes what, the best. Can you describe it? How, what 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 works for you? So so in my book, I talk about um, if we look at because what we're talking about is is internal structure of vaginas. Okay. And after all the women that I was with, I came down to there being basically four types. And so, and when I say types, imagine if you had a, one of those stereo, you know, five band equalizers where it's like, you know, we have, um, you know, zero on one side, 10 on the other, right? So on this far side, you would have what I call granular. And then on this far mm-hmm. side, you'd have what I call velvety, right? And this has to do with skin mm. texture, right? Okay. Because if you've ever... For example, and I'm sure you've done this a ton of times, like you have girlfriend A and you put your hand on her thigh, right? And some girls, it's like, you know, the skin, it's like neutral, like, okay, normal quality. Then you can put your hand on another girl's thigh and it's like, oh man, you have like the softest baby skin ever, right? And then <laughs> you put your I'm, hand on another thigh. Now I'm touching my thigh. What yeah. the hell is <laughs> <laughs> But now you put your hand on another girl's thigh and it's, it's like, it's like and, it, and this has nothing to do with the beauty of the woman, but the skin texture, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe just kind of coarse, right? It's like like kind of like rougher, you know, kind of texture inside the vagina. Same thing. So what I've noticed is, you know, from from everything that I felt over the years, those were the two categories that I found when you went to the far extremes, right? So of course, a lot of women will be sort of more in the middle, but if you get a really at the far extremes, one feeling would be what I consider to be granular. So it almost feel like almost like not like granules of sand but like you know imagine like you know where they talk about condoms ribbed for your pleasure right yeah mm-hmm. like that sort of texture right and then on the other side would be this velvety where it was like it would be the the the, the smoothest satin sort of feeling like if you were rubbing like a piece of velvet right and then you have again that same sliding structure where you have um you have tight or you have loose, right? And so most women play in the middle, but then you have some girls that are at the extreme of either end. And none of those four factors is better than the other. Of those mm-hmm. four factors, there will be some combination of them that really works for your dick, where you will mm-hmm. be like, oh my, because the first time I experienced this, um, it was early on in my career. 
and I had to do a scene with these two girls out by a pool. And it was some sort of like swimsuit, you know, magazine porno thing. And I remember I got the girls both in doggy because I thought, okay, I'm going to do some high energy stuff for the director and I'm going to, you know, fuck one girl for 30 seconds. The other go back and forth and keep this whole thing dynamic. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember I started sex with the first girl and it was literally like five strokes of my penis and I'm ready to come. I'm like, Whoa, Jesus Christ. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay. Like maybe the, I'll go to the other girl and the break in between will let me get myself together. Right. So yeah. I go <laughs> having sex with the other girl. And I'm like, I, I could have sex with her for like an hour. And I think in my head, I'm like, oh, I just got my dick under control, right? Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, I just got my dick under control, no problem. So I'm fucking, 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 fucking. I'm like, okay, back to the other girl, right? It's like one, two, three, whoa! Like literally like four strokes again. And I was like, okay, now there's something very different mm-hmm. between Okay. What is it? And that's what, like, as I start seeing again over the years, over the years, you start seeing, okay, well, what is it that's the difference? And so that's what I eventually came out with where I'm like, okay, this is the quality difference. And again, this is what I'm saying. It's biology. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so that's why I think sometimes, and it's also the problem because that biology is not tied to anything that means a person's a good person, right? It doesn't mean they're a good partner, but I think this is sometimes where that lust comes from. And it can be possibly, I mean, you, you can tell me, Doc, if it's the same from a woman's perspective, you could have the same thing with the penis where you're like, God, that of dick course. just feels so oh, good, yeah. right? The guy could be an asshole, but you're like, oh man, but that dick is so good, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I think that is where we get that lust from, right? Where we're like, this is the one. It's like, what are you talking about? The, the person's an idiot, but sex is good. So it's, I think for all of us, it's okay. How do we, how do we find somebody that, you know, well, like I said, hit those, hits those biological markers that we need. And then we can, we can get along with as well. That's true. And then you get the partner that, of course, you'd want to spend a long time with. You get yeah. good sex and you'd also have that emotional um, compatibility with you. Okay. So that Next was question. the best sex. Next question would be the worst sex. Oh, wow. That was easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, All right. So that, what was it? What was it? Just describe, describe it to us. Oh, it was just, it was just um, this woman where there was like zero rhythm, zero skills, zero. Um, it was like a yeah, starfish. The, the, was, this, the, the, was this at work or someone you met at the club? <laughs> no, 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 no. This was this was this was a work associate that then um, came around in my personal life. And oh. again, this was where I started to understand these things because it's gotta get better, right? Like so I'm like, okay, so I went back for like round two and round three, and oh. then we're like, no, this is never getting better. And that again that's what led me down this whole piece where I'm like, man, it's not, it's not communication. Like there's, you know, you, you could teach skills, but, but if the biology and all that stuff yeah. isn't there, no, it just, it's just, yeah. I'm curious. Can I, I want to dive deeper on that one. Uh, when you know that. How deep, how deep do you want to go? Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to compete with Eric. I'm not even going to try to compete with this guy. Okay. Let's not go there. Uh, but you said that biology plays a big role. And, but has there been a point where you were challenged? Like you were so into a girl, like 
like you were emotionally involved, you know, invested. But it's just, damn it. Why does not this just, what's going totally. on? Does it, does it, does totally. it like, like at times, sometimes I'm like thinking, okay, I'm into this girl, but it's just, I, she can't get off. Like she, there, there, there was one girl that her clit was just, was just different. And she could only uh, get the big O by using the Hitachi, you know, at that time. That was way back. Oh, and, she's and, 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 and penetration just didn't do it for her any kind. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't her first, you know, but she's been with, you know, a few guys. And, and here I am challenged. Here I am. Okay, I got this. I'm going to be that dude. And, man, it just frustrated me. Have you ever been to that point where... You're so into the girl, you like her, somewhat emotionally invested, but it's not happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, that, that was the first girl that really taught me about that because I, there was a relationship that I stayed into. I stayed in. I was in that relationship for three years, and I never wanted to have sex with her. Oh, and my I, gosh. And, was, and, it was, and it was in my mind, right? Like, in my mind, I keep thinking – Right. Like, you know, because because all the boxes, I mean, like if the sex had been good, I would have been like, let's get married right away. Right. Like all the boxes oh, no. were checked. Yo, Doc, see what? What? <laughs> no, because like, like way back. Remember three years and I could not. My, it's my ex. You know, I couldn't yep. put my finger couldn't have... and, mm -hmm. and and I would, you know, Eric, I would do every alibi for her not to come over. For her not to chill over, for her not to be at my pad, my bedroom, I would think of the craziest excuses just to hang outside. And so we wouldn't get to that point because I knew it just anytime that we attempted back in the back in the day, it was just and I didn't want to ruin that. And then after three years, four the fourth, we was just that was like the end of friendship. It, it kind of like it, it was so disappointing. I would have kept the friendship instead if I had known. Yeah. It's like my first marriage, right? He didn't want to have sex with me after getting married. I became a sex therapist because he didn't want to have sex with me. I want to find out what the hell is going on. But then we separated. But, but <laughs> and, the learning curve there is you, because of that, you, you went to Guelph and learned about sex. And now, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and, did my, I did the, and then, all that. Because and, and I couldn't, I really couldn't. Like, I really couldn't fathom, right? I'm, I, I love sex. And this guy just stopped having sex with me. And we were having good sex before we got married. So I, I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out why. Don't scare and Eric. He's never going to get married. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. But oh, then, you know what? I was, I was actually uh, listening to you guys. And he did say, Eric, with this girl, you tried it twice. He tried it thrice. And after that, after my first husband, I said, um, whenever I'd be with someone or whenever I'd try, I'd try someone out, like, quote unquote, I would give them like five chances, five sex um escapades and if on that fifth it still hasn't improved i'm like no this is not going to work out because i need someone <laughs> i need someone i'm uh, sexually aligned with before i can love you and tell you that you know what i, I want to date you so yeah. i do agree is that a big thing for you uh eric i mean you know being with so many women i mean 
I, I, I would think that it matters, but it also doesn't matter. But it's an important factor, but not the most important. I mean, how many chances do you give a girl and try to making it work physically, sexually? Well, for, for me now, I'll, I'll know right away. Okay. Because right. I, I can separate, like I said, I, I can separate the, the, my biological needs from technique. Okay. So I've, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, I, I met uh, one girl, I mean, uh, some of the best sex I've ever had, you know, and um, the, the first time that we hooked up, I was like, okay, this has really good potential. Okay. But her technique mm -hmm. with a couple of things was wrong. Right. But I knew it was a question of technique. So I was just like, Hey, you know, because I'm, I'm real, I'm real quick to coach it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you could be giving me a blowjob. I'm like, no, no, no. Grab it like this, do this, do that and go. Right. <laughs> Not shy. So, so yeah, I just go up. I was like, okay, just, uh, you know, can you do this, 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 and she figured it out. Amazing. But, but, but like I said, the, 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 the raw talent and the, the, the biology was there. So I knew it was just a question of technique. And that's why I said, like, when you separate the two, then you know what's, what's coachable and what's not, right? You know, it's like, it's like if we're talking basketball, right? Like, like someone can coach you to throw, you know, th free throws, right? Someone cannot coach you to be seven foot six. That's right. All right. So since we're on that topic of coaching, is there like the most challenging woman for you? Like someone who you wanted to coach, but you couldn't really? Or has there been a, a woman who, who didn't come with you or you weren't able to yeah, no, um, orgasm? So, th so this was funny. I've only ever had this once. Um, no way. Uh, only in, once? In my personal life, just once. once. And it was an ex-girlfriend of mine. And I could like, I could not get her off orally. Like she was like the unicorn. I was like, I pulled out every trick. But the weird thing was, I, so I figured out how to get her off because she could get off with um with penetration. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that that would work, right? So then it was, but for me it was there was you know because I'm I love eating pussy, so it was, uh, it was a little disappointment. And I mean, dude, I I pulled out techniques that have been in my bag of tricks for 20 years. I could not figure this one out. So it was the one, the one I was like, ah. did you ever figure out why was it more of her on her side rather than your side? Well, and that that's very possible, right? Like, because I have, um, you know, I've seen women, you know, through my time in porno, right. Where there would be some girls that, you know, they couldn't get off because, either they couldn't relax or they couldn't have, like I met girls that have said, like, I can't have a clitoral orgasm. I can only have a vaginal mm -hmm. orgasm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you have all these outliers. I mean, it's the same thing for men too. Right. Like, I mean, there's going to be, you know, how I look at it, you have basically 85% of the population that yeah. is all sort of the same. And then I'd say you probably have 10 to 15% that are outliers where it's like either they can't get off a certain way or they will require something totally different. But by and large, most people's bodies work very similar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you are you the same on and off camera? Mm, yes and no. Um, so I am 
I am the same in spurts. That's what I would say. What does that mean? I hear spurts and <laughs> the spurts that came in my head is like, yeah. No. So, so th throughout my career, I was always known for, for extremely um, athletic, high level, high energy, all the time sex, right? Mm -hmm. In my personal life, it goes in, in levels and layers. So it can be very romantic. And then depending on where the mood goes, like I kind of follow where the energy goes, right? So if the energy is going to someplace, maybe more aggressive, maybe something more animalistic, then I go there. Um, so for me in my personal life, I like to sort of, I like to create an event. So that, that event could go a lot of different ways. So I would say in my personal life, um, there's more layers. There's more layers. Oh. Okay. So when you create that event, do you have any signature move? You know how wrestlers have their signature move? So, no, you? there's no signature move. Um, but I always stick to the big three. So um, <laughs> the big three. The big three. Yeah. What's a big three? <laughs> so to, to, for me, the big three is 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 Mish Doggy Cowgirl. Okay. So I, ca I cannot think of a time where I've had sex where I haven't gone through the big three. Yeah. Like I could never just That's have sex routine. in one position. Yeah. Oh. Um, too. I always like to keep moving. Keep, I like to keep changing things up. Like, like I said, for me, I, I always like to create an event. And, you know, there was um, something a friend of mine said once, and it really struck me as a good operating system to operate in the world. If you were to say to yourself, this might be the last time I fuck her. Fuck her like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Right. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, that's because it's true. Life. Like, how many times has a relationship ended and you're like, oh, if I had known, I would have like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know when the last time you're fucking somebody is. Yeah. Because usually relationships, they end and it's like, I'm never yeah. sleeping with you ever again or whatever. So. Well, I've been very poly, uh, polygamous, I would say. Not polyamorous. Polygamous. So... Um, I think that's the kind of mindset I like to keep in my head. Um, but it's not always the case, right? Obviously, like you said, it's, there's some biological, there's, there's a lot of factors that come into play where you both are compatible and aren't compatible. So, but I think more or less, I think that's the mindset that guys should have, that this could be the last time. Okay. That we're fucking here. I mean, that's, that's, that's perfect. I'm going to print that out. I'm gonna print. Yeah, that. I think we need to we need to make that into a poster. Yeah. Like if you're gonna fuck me, I, I'm gonna put it in my clinic and my room. If you're gonna fuck <laughs> me, think of it as the last time that you're gonna fuck me. Yeah. Because when you said that, I had to go into my, you know, I had to think about the guys that I fucked and in my head, yeah, that's actually a good mindset to have. Right? Well, yeah. And 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 you you have to you have to look at women more from the perspective of um, like their Ferraris, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, the, the, the Ferrari by itself is, is innate. Mm -hmm. you, you have to drive it. How are you driving mm -hmm. it, right? Michael Schumacher drives it. Wow, that Ferrari is going fast as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. You get the local janitor driving that thing. I mean, he's like, you know, putting around the, you know, <laughs> around the block. So that you know because the, the 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 driving force for sex is from the man i've seen mm -hmm. this time and time and time again right where because there were some actresses that i've known in my time 
that were the absolute man eaters of man eaters. Um, I talk about one. She was probably the craziest, craziest actress I've ever known, Annette Schwarz. What's her name? And I mean that. Uh, her name was Annette oh, Schwarz, Annette. German actress. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she could eat any man alive. Wow. Literally. How so? There was, there, uh, you could not fuck her hard enough with a big enough dick to ever get her to submit to anything. She could take wow. anything and wow. love it and want more. Like, like literally, I remember because we did some crazy scenes with her where it's like literally like 10 guys and her. And at the end of it, like oh all gosh. 10 of us are like a pile of sweat and we're just done. And she's just standing there. Yeah, it's like so. But the Tony is now searching her. The interesting thing about some girls like that, though, right, is they they could only rise to the level of the male actor. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you if you if you if you put her with a a a C level guy, yeah, she was nothing special. So it's the same thing. It's like you it's like having this high performance car, but yeah. if you do not have the skill to put it take it, you know, out on the track, it 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 it's just in theory, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think, you know, if you look at the, the, the there is a there is a burden of man that exists, in my opinion, like where he needs to, like the, the, the sexual energy and that sort of creation needs to come from him, right? It's like he needs to have that structure. He needs to, to have the container that then, you know, the feminine woman can flow into. But if there's no container, the water's just splashing on the floor. So, so he needs to hold space. Well, he, needs to, he, needs to, he needs to hold space and he needs to create create magic you know that's true tony do you create magic do you know how to create magic you know what uh you'd have to ask those girls uh i would like to think (laughs) i do i mean (laughs) you have to have the confidence to think that you want you know i mean i think that's that's also important of course the mindset but at the end of the day you know i mean you may be thinking you're great but you're not and the and the girls don't think you're great so you really but uh, obviously you have to ask you have to also ask and see, and 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 as Eric said, you have to look at the girl. You have to see how they're lo- how they're moving, how they're uh, if they're reciprocating, if they're fee- if they're engaged. If they're not engaged, then definitely there's there's no magic, you know, for sure. And, yeah. and I think guys who who are adept to, to seeing how a woman feels and how 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 they react or respond and reciprocate, I I think that's so important um, rather than just being a jackrabbit, you know, and, and doing your own thing. I think you have to be um, very observant, as, as Eric said, from the very start. If you're not observant, then you're, 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 you're there for the wrong reasons. You know, you're there for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so wrong. True. Um, but what's your take on the, you know, in this day and age? I know back in the day, you know, there, there wasn't so many labels when it came to dating now. Um, you know, being polyamorous, polygamous. Uh, have you tried any of these techniques or these labels that, uh, you know, I mean, moving forward in the dating scene these days? For me personally, um, no, but I also know, I know what works and what doesn't work for me. Okay. So I, I, I think, you know, because 
even like I've done rooms on Clubhouse. And I mean, in, in the people that come for the talks that we do there, you know, I know lots of people that are in, you know, they're in polyamorous relationships, they're in polygamous, like all these different types and, and everything's valid, right? There is no mm-hmm. something, right? Um, I just know what, what I've seen and what I've seen that I've never seen really work, right? So, and, it, and it's what interesting. What works for you? Go ahead. Well, I mean, for me, like I said, for me, uh, it would probably be a monogamous relationship that would really work for me, right? Okay. Because I know how my mind goes, right? Like, because I've, I've, you know, I've dated actresses and, you know, I'm fucking somebody, they're fucking somebody like, and in, it's easy enough to, to remove the jealousy. But I've noticed, at least with myself, if you remove the jealousy, then there's also this, um, I'm not going to say it's a lack of love, but it's like a distance. It's like you're, you're keeping that person yeah. just, eh, just one, a one certain hand away from you. Like you, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. can't, you, cause you can't let some, it's, this is like I said, this is only in my opinion, right? I don't think you can fundamentally, fundamentally let somebody into you, like really into you. If, if then that energy is being spread with other people. Maybe like, I think it's just as from a, from at least from my perspective, right? You're, you're, you're going to put up some sort of wall for the potential, you know, hurt, pain, suffering that could come from that Mm -hmm. because there's, you know, I mean, I've definitely seen it too, right? I've seen Mm -hmm. the, the relationships where, you know, it's all kumbaya. And then I've also so many times, you know, and this is, this is the thing that most people don't account for because I can't tell you how many times I've seen this and I've seen it. In porno, I've seen it all the time. So somebody will be in a relationship, everything's awesome, until you fuck that one person. <laughs> right? Right? And because and, it's the same thing, right? Like, it's like, well, okay, I understand. You know, it's like going to a buffet, right? Yeah. It's like, well, you got all this stuff, right? If you're going to sample everything, you might find something tastes better than what's on your plate. That's true. That is so true. Right? Hi, this is Aeen Bernos, the brown girl behind Morena the Label and Ideology Studio, also known as Aeen Pero Tagalog on TikTok. And this is Riza Lana Sebastian, the serial entrepreneur behind Lana PH, Mink PH, Pala Ala PH, Ambush Clothing, and Rim Manila. Come listen to Camp Confidence Radio, a podcast about confidence, self-improvement, and success. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till then, stay confident. And if you value what's on your plate, you probably shouldn't taste a bunch of stuff because the chance that you find something that tastes better does exist. And I've seen it so many times where... You know, you have couples, they're together, everything's great. Then they fuck that one person that, like I said, maybe that pussy was 10% better than yours or the dick mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it's like, bam, now, you know, they're, they're running after that person. And it's, again, it's that lust. Yeah. It's not about the anything past, like, wow, that sex, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you had never experienced it, that now, you know, again, you're, you're not feeling you're missing out. So... How do you deal with the exchanges of energy? Are are you big on that? You know, there are times where did you ever feel that, 
you know, obviously having sex with one person, it's, it's different. And then you feel so great, so vibrant, so alive. And then having sex with another girl and then the energy is just like after. It's like, whoa, heavy. I mean, the exchanging, you know, of energies is, is that's, it's, it's, that's what we do. You know, we're all different levels of energy, you know, beings. And so were you ever big on that? No, I mean, I definitely understand it, but I never really experienced it myself, okay. which I don't know why, because I, I have known some people where exactly to your point, yeah, they slept with somebody and, you know, suddenly they said, oh my God, this person had such bad energy or yeah. I need to clean my energy. Like they feel this heaviness afterwards. I've never felt that, but that's just myself personally. So for me, my energy is always the same. Okay. That's good. Sounds like you know how to protect your energy um, unconsciously. Give it the yeah. It, it could be because I I, I have um I have definitely heard from those people that have had that experience where they, you know, they slept with somebody and then they were like, oh my god, that was such bad energy, and I, yeah. I've never personally experienced that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it must be his. Oh, next. It must be his dick. It's got a like a. Yeah, it must be it must be the dick to protect him. Yeah, you know that. Got, I think it's Zelda. Has a lot of... Is that what it's called? Is it called Zelda? <laughs> yeah, Zelda. I think it's Zelda. I think he's holding Zelda. Yeah. What's that? This is just like some random question. Like, what's the weirdest name that your dick has been given? Um, <laughs> uh, my well, my dick's never been given a name, actually. I oh, mean, we just did like Zelda. <laughs> okay, I mean, <laughs> I had many. Well, okay, actually, no, the uh, the Christmas tree. Damn, <laughs> that was that was. Hey, baby, give me that Christmas tree. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What was what was funny, and, and this would happen sometimes, right? It's like we're we're in some scene or whatever, and then the girl's gonna, you know, sit her ass on me, and then some guy would be like, ha, "Merry Christmas." Like, <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, on that um, same note, do you dirty talk? Do you talk dirty? Absolutely not. That? I'm the worst hey. dirty talker ever. I'm totally silent. I'm a doer, not a talker. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you can fuck 101 women and not say a word. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be saying nothing. Hardly wow. anything. I'll just be doing stuff. But yeah, I, oh man, I never talk in bed. Okay. That's interesting. But do you All like action. even talking in bed? It does nothing for me. I could take it or leave it, but I'm not auditory at all from that perspective. Um, it's not going to make me. So what turns you on? What turns you on? It's all physical sensation. Or, I mean, if we're, if we're talking what turns me on, mm -hmm. well, that's real easy. Beautiful face, nice ass. We're sold. <laughs> okay. Noted. Nothing good. What, nice what about the intangibles? Like, you know, you said you're not auditory. So is it, her facial expression is it just the way she looks at you is that does that come yeah, it would be it would be um it would be attitude right okay it would be femininity um it would be smell all right that thing i do notice a lot like mm -hmm. um you know there's just some people where uh where their smell turns you on or is pleasant and then there's some people where it's just like 
something was a little off. You're just like, eh. mm-hmm. and it's just something, something about their body. It's not like something bad, but it's just, you know, there's something where you're just like, mm, there's some, some pheromone discrepancy here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, has there, has, is there a preference for you? Asian, European, American, Canadian? I mean, yeah, my, I mean, definitely mine has always been Eastern European. Um, and I think it's cause, um, you know, I'm Ukrainian, right. Um, my mom's Ukrainian and just, uh, yeah, growing up in that sort of area of Calgary, you know, I think it also really plays into, um, kind of what our first love was. Like, I think, I think when we're kids, like that's a big impression, right. Yeah. Cause I remember, um, you know, going through school and I just, you know, it's like, you know, ew, women, right? Like, ew, yeah. girls are, you know, mm-hmm. bad. And then it was grade two. And I saw this little blonde girl with the purple jumpsuit in my class. And I was just like, <gasps> and it just hit me. And it was so funny because I, you know, I didn't even know what sex was, right? Yeah. And this is why we know some of these, some of these things are so hardwired in us. I was like, if they're imagine I'm in grade two and I'm like, I want to do something to her. And I didn't even know what it was. No clue. I'm just like, I want to do something to her. I like her. I don't know why. Yeah. There you so, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my last question. Having um, been in all those films, right? And acted mm-hmm. out different kinds of situations and circumstances in sex. What would still be your fantasy? Wow. You know, um, there isn't a fantasy, um, but there are things that I definitely enjoy. Yeah, I don't think there's anything left, Doc. I think he's pretty much checked off. So what excites yeah. you? Oh, is public there sex. Anything that- oh, public sex is always oh, exciting. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I have a penchant for that. So where, where's the crazy there a specific place? Yeah. Yeah. Where is there a specific place that you want to do it? Or places. No, I mean, for me, it's always, you know, I'm out with a girl and then I'm just, you know, if I get horny, I'm just like, okay, what, what can, what can I do here? Right. Um, Cause it's exciting for me. And, and, you know, it's something that I've often talked to some of the guys that I coach, which I'm like, look, there is, you need to be at least a little bit dangerous and danger can come from many ways. Right. Okay. But when you think about like sort of sexually dangerous, right. Like even those aspects of, you know, being able to have sex like in a moment's notice maybe it's you know maybe it's an elevator maybe it's a staircase maybe it's you know uh in the bathroom at the restaurant like but something that is going to excite your partner and keep it keep keep a woman on her toes so she's not like okay you know at 11 o'clock we're gonna do missionary for two minutes and then we go to sleep (laughs) yeah mix it up a little predictable predictability kind of kills the Obviously, it's not as spontaneous as, as you know, everyone, and yeah. not everyone is as adventurous as, you know, as you, Eric. But uh, regarding the book, can older men benefit and, and gain their mojo back if, if things haven't been working for them, you know, in several years? Is this something that a guy that has really lost the, the, the mojo, picking up your book, reading it, might help reinvent? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, 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 well, we have to first figure out, well, what is, what is the lack of mojo, right? Is it because they aren't attracted to their partner? Is it because they haven't taken care of their health? Mm -hmm. Is it because 
Um, their partner's not interested, and they are, but they've sort of given up. Um, or is it a hormonal deficiency, right? Like, is it something like really physical that's that's preventing the mojo? So for me, it's like, that's the first thing I kind of look at. It's like, okay, well, have you had your blood work done, right? Get your blood work done and see, first of all, where are you on the scale of, you know, your testosterone, your your estrogen, your thyroid, all these different hormones and see, okay, start there. And then, yeah, are you still attracted to your partner? Are you leading the bedroom relationship to where she wants to fuck you, right? Because there's, there is that piece to it too, right? Where it's like, there, the, you know, um, often, because I've seen this happen so many times, right? And, and I'd love your opinion on this, Doc, but one thing that I've really noticed, especially with women, is women want to be wanted, right? I mean, oh, there, yes. is, there is something about looking, you know, I know it's not PC to say, but there is something about looking at a woman like she's a raw piece of meat and you're a lion that is, is oh, attractive. I would want, I, I would, I would want that every single day. I would want my partner to look at me like he's going to devour me every single day. And <laughs> I agree, I agree with that because I do have a theory on um, sexual pressure for Filipino women. And that's one prerequisite. You need to make your partner, you need to make the woman feel that you want her and that you desire her. Yeah. And so I think that's a big, big part to it because I have seen, you know, it, throughout my career, I've seen some guys that were not attractive, right? Actors, but they, they wanted to fuck a girl so bad and you could just see it, right? And you're watching this sex scene go down and, and, and I've seen women, they just, they get so into it and it's not even because they're they like the guy but they're just like yeah but he he was just so into me i got into it right like there's, yeah. there's something about that you know you you feel wanted and and that person wants you so bad right you can you can really talk yourself into a lot of things sexually too once you get um once you get into it i mean even when you look at role play right i mean when when i've done role play and when i tell people about role play i'm like man commit to the role and never break it right if you're playing the teacher you're playing daddy whatever never break the role like stay in it because the role starts to feed upon itself like mm -hmm. if you really just stay in it like you almost start to believe whatever shit's coming out of your mouth and then it just it gets hotter and hotter and hotter right it arouses you that's true yeah. so yeah, I, I believe in that as well. And, you know, when you just make a woman feel that you want her and that you desire her, she can, she can actually arouse herself and want you too. That's what we call reciprocity. You just need to tell her how much you want her. And she will actually like you too. Yeah. Right. So there we go. <laughs> Wonderful. So, so lastly... What can you did give your advice for men, but is there anything that you can give women? Because while you were talking again, when you said that men should be a little bit dangerous, I felt it in my body. And I was like, oh, that's true. Because if I were with a man who feels that he's dangerous, but I feel safe with, right? I can get aroused and I can have sex anytime or anywhere. I want to, but for women, what can you tell them 
that can also help with their sex lives. Stay in your femininity as much as you can. Which I know is difficult for, you know, in today's day and age, because, you know, if you're trying to be a career woman, you know, if we're, if we're talking about energy, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be whatever, right? You're trying to do big things. That's masculine energy. That's all masculine mm -hmm. energy that creates that stuff, right? Um, if you cannot separate that, that's where the problem becomes. Because I've heard time and time and time again, you know, where, where women will say, you know, um, men are afraid of strong women. And that's not true. That's not true at all. We, true. we are not attracted to masculine women. So if, if and, and that's, that's a skill, right? It's like, how do you, the second you get home from work, mm -hmm. totally disconnect that part of you? Because if you can, oh, I think I I've got seen that down to a T. <laughs> you know, but but the women that can, right? It's like, okay, the second I get home, man, I take off the masculine hat, right? And now I am just all feminine, right? And I am allowing my partner to, you know, make decisions. I'm allowing him to lead. Uh, I'm I'm coming from this space of just you know joy and 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 creating you know creating the 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 love and the nurturing and, and all that sort of stuff right um then 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 i i think that's the number one thing because then you know as men we want to fuck the shit out of you like it's like oh my god you know it's the same thing like like uh, I, and, and and tony i know you've seen this right like you can see a woman walk down the street who is just uber feminine right yeah. and i mean you know maybe and, and I mean, there's a lot of things to it, but you know, you can see what she's paid attention to, right? Like from, it's from the outfit to the nails, to the hair, you know, and, and she's probably never on time anywhere. And she's just, you know, but there's, there's this, just, there's this glow where you're just like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, you know, if you, if you, because, you know, and, and if you've ever read, um, the way of the superior man, right. David data talks about masculine, feminine polarity ad nauseum. And it's so true. I think the biggest problem is, you know, when you lose that polarity, now you mm -hmm. become buddies. Buddies watch football together. Buddies don't fuck each other. Yeah, you become roommates. Don't fuck you each become other. Roommates, right? It's like oh, yeah. true. Us don't. We're roommates. Exactly. We can't, we can't fuck each other. <laughs> yeah, and and the, the the sexual desire is gone. So where, you know, what can you do to to keep that sexual desire well the, the guys try to he needs to try to maintain his masculine polarity as much as possible mm -hmm. and the woman needs to learn to when when the work is done if she's in a sort of masculine job she needs to just take that hat off because otherwise you know the only way that i've ever seen that then work is you have to have a guy who is so masculine that he will literally force you to be feminine yeah right yeah, and that's not fun. Yeah. So and it's sometimes like, the dude bags are are like that, right? I think that's why you'll see some women who are who hold that masculine energy end up with, you know, some guys that are just douchebags. You know. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, because the yeah, the, the douchebag will outmasculine the masculine woman. Yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. then, you know, no job, 
no, no future, no, no, no direction, you know, but they're able to disempower, you know, the woman, you know, oh, degrading. that sounds so familiar, degrading <laughs> her, making her feel worthless, you know, unattractive. Oh, yeah. And that's where they gravitate towards because it's somewhat like they have control over, over the girl and the girl let, lets them because it's something that they're, it doesn't happen all the time. And, and finally, once a guy is able to like, you know, take control as opposed to mm -hmm. gets emasculated, who's, who's highly yeah. qualified, you know, great partner, but in the bedroom or in the home, he's just not doing it for her. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So I think it's more like for women, it's more of keeping that balance um, between masculine and feminine energy, right? And to be aware, I think um, this is also important to be aware when your partner is feeling emasculated already, because that's not going to help out in your relationship. If you, the goal is to emasculate each other, that's not. That's not going to make your partner want you and give you that sex that you've always wanted. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, that's great. It's, it's it's just a failure, sort of, of society because you know the 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 the, the narrative of society says, okay, we want you know women to do X Y Z Z, right? Which mm -hmm. you know is awesome, but they're just pushing them to be further and further and further more masculine. And nobody's saying, Hey, you know what? That's awesome. And that'll get you ahead in career. But then the guys are never interested. Yeah, that's true. But the guys get scared of you and then you stop having sex. I've seen this a, a thousand times and then you have problems in the marriage. So you wouldn't want that to, you really want that harmony of masculine and feminine energy. Maybe that's why when I have my partner with me, I just want him to throw me around and fuck me wherever, however he wants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that it. Yeah. Are we good? Are we good at doc? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah. Dude, oh, thank um, you guys. Uh, he's got a website. I learned so, yeah, I learned so much from you. Um, uh, we have a lot of good quotes here that we would put on our headboards. <laughs> and yeah, is there anything that you want to promote? Um, where can people contact you? Yeah, so they can uh, they can find out about uh, my programs and my coaching at uh, www.ericeverhard.com, or they can follow me on uh, the socials: Instagram, Eric Everhard Official. Uh, I post daily wisdom. I post uh, you know different thoughts all that uh good stuff so yeah and uh you know if they go to um uh if they actually if they just dm me the word uh chapters or email me the word chapters um or if they just sign up to the my website um they can get three free chapters of my book so that way they can get a uh, starting on the learnings for free Awesome. Oh, nice. And the book is. But I actually want to get, get your yeah. book. Yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. message you and yeah. um, pick, pick up the book. Do you have a hard copy? Yeah, I will. I will pick up the book. Um, I'm going to Puerto Rico for a sex conference in November. So if you're Ooh, by the area. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. Sexy. Right. So yeah, I'll, I'll get a hard copy of the book. Um, Tones, if you can get. 
Yeah, uh, I'll there, take care so. of it. Is, is, I'll, is I'll it, it. Uh, thank you. All right. <laughs> there you go. So thank you, you so want, much, Derek. If you guys want to get a get the book, it's uh, unleash unleash your sexual superpowers and uh, sexual mastery. It's a it's a wonderful. It came out I believe last year. So uh, get it well. You know, it's it's hot. It's great. But do you also? I'm just curious. Do you coach to coach? Can you coach someone to coach other people? You know, I've never even thought about that. Um, it's never been something that I've even. Uh, I just thought about it now because I, you know, I mean, with yeah. the, uh, with the knowledge and and you know expertise, you know, I would love to just pick your brain and and have like Eric Everhard Asia, Eric Everhard North America, Eric. Yeah. Everhard. So Tony, Tony, awesome. Tony wants to be Eric Everhard of the Philippines. No, I don't want to be Everhard. Everhard. <laughs> Maybe nobody's like if you don't know his image here is like the most eligible bachelor in the Philippines, right? Is he's a radio um DJ, he's a host, he's actually well known to be uh the man who has the big penis here. (laughs) That's why a lot of people listen to him. Asian size. (laughs) It was the water in Toronto. It's the water in Toronto. It it got it got good old Canadian. It got water. the stream from Calgary. We got the, the just the remnants of it <laughs> into Lake Ontario. And and it's so fucked up, you know, Eric. Because I've interviewed a lot of women, and then I find out that they fuck Tony, and then I ask them, "Can you rate him from zero to 10? And everyone would say eleven. Only one said nine, and I'm like, "Damn, am I missing something?" Nah. <laughs> No, it's just comedians are more uh, they're 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 more attuned to the female. Yeah. You know. uh, I was gonna say who who gave the nine? Was that like the Bulgarian judge? You know? <laughs> oh, I think I think it was probably someone that was emotionally attached that didn't, yeah. didn't go the way that she fell in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> the way it wanted, she wanted to. So but I can't help. You know, I mean obviously it's a very right. can't control. But um yeah, I would I would love to to transform lives like, you know, in, in a smaller like in that same manner, not not in the in the physical or at least, you know, uh just for the sake of just be, just screwing around, but I think for the sake of transforming people to be their best versions, especially guys. We have a lot of toxic mm-hmm. masculinity in Asia. And so True. I think this will definitely change lives open lives for the for the youth and 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 for guys to to respect and treat women differently and and see in a different manner that you know um it, that can have profound uh transformation for 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 the guys in 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 our region it's just really mm-hmm. bad honestly if you came to asia it, you just be like what the hell is going on here i mean it is bad i can bad. tell you <laughs> Yeah, so I've never definitely... spent any time in Asia yet, so uh, it's on my list. Oh, but... Yeah, yeah, we'll host you and just let us. Well, obviously, yeah, pandemic, which... but not now because the COVID situation is so. Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy, yeah. but um, when when things get better, definitely drop by. You'll find yeah, a lot of 100%. nice stuff 100%. here. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, I'll follow you. you on Instagram and tag you on the posts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send me, send me whatever uh, stuff from the uh, from from the socials. Send it all to me, and I'll uh, I'll make sure to promote, promote, promote. 
Oh, thank you. All right, you take care in Prague, and you take care in, where are you, in Toronto? Yeah, yeah, still here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there yeah. you go. Uh, that's the Sexy Minds podcast powered by podmetrics.co. Uh, don't forget, follow us on our socials. It's uh, the Sexy Minds on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, and do subscribe, like, and share. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic. And don't forget, if you guys want to get in touch with us, email thesexyminds at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message at bit.ly forward slash the sexy minds hotline. We'd love to hear your stories, your fantasies, your kinks, relationship issues, you name it. Doc will answer them. Thank you for listening to the Sexy Minds podcast. Make sure to follow the hosts at DJ Tony Tony and at underscore Rika Cruz to get more of their sexy minds powered by Podcast Network Asia. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs> <laughs>